everybody, and welcome to episode four of the Learn Landscape Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Austin James Jackson. Really excited for today's episode. As you guys can see, this is a relatively new podcast for me, so I'm trying all sorts of different things, and I've had a few great guests on the last few weeks, but for this episode, I wanted to try just filming an episode solo, so there's no guest this week, and I'm simply just going to be talking just by myself. So we'll see if I have enough gas in the tank here to simply talk long enough for a podcast episode, but I'm really excited to see what comes of this. And of course, uh, at the end, if you guys have a way of contacting me, you can feel free to email, message on Instagram, whatever it may be. Let me know if you guys like this podcast. Let me know um, what style you like, because I'm still kind of molding this podcast to figure out exactly how it's going to be, exactly what it's going to turn into over time here. And this is something I'm really looking forward to really dialing in, because ultimately I want this to be one of the most helpful resources for you guys that are out there and you're trying to become better at landscape photography, whether you're brand new to photography or whether you're someone that's been shooting for a while, I really want this to be a nice, helpful resource for you. So let me know if there's anything you like or that you don't like or any way you think I could improve. So anyways, let's go ahead and jump in to today's topic, which is habits that are holding you back from becoming a better photographer. Now, I'm calling these habits because it sounds good in the title, but these are just really things that are holding you back from becoming a better photographer. I've got four different things that I think are holding you back today, four different habits, if you will, that we're going to be talking about in today's episode. And these are things that are affecting photographers all the way from people that are brand new. They just started out shooting to people that have been shooting a long, long time. I think especially for a lot of you listeners here that are in that intermediate range where you kind of know what you're doing with the camera, but you still haven't quite dialed in exactly what you want to do with your camera and the photos you're going to take. I think this is going to be really helpful for you guys. So habit number one uh, that's holding you back from becoming a better photographer is not utilizing all the tools at your disposal. Now, I've seen so many photographers out there that take decently good photos uh, that they're pretty happy with, uh, but they always feel like they could get a little bit better. Now, one of the main problems with the intermediate photographer is they'll get into a groove where they've learned a workflow that works for them. Um, Their photos are good enough for them, but they could potentially be better and they don't want to learn more tools um, and utilize more tools. So one example is there's a lot of photographers out there that are just using Lightroom. They don't want to learn how to use Photoshop. They're fine with what you can do in Lightroom, which is cool. There's a lot of great features in Lightroom, of course, with the addition of masking um, in the last year or so that has really helped. But if you are a photographer that just uses Lightroom, you say you don't want to learn Photoshop. It's too complicated. It's too difficult. It's too frustrating. You are holding yourself back from becoming a better photographer. And I'm not just saying that because Photoshop is more powerful. I'm saying that about any kind of software that you are unwilling to learn something that maybe will allow you to do more, do something differently. Um, If you are not willing to look at that and learn that new software and use that, uh, you're simply just holding yourself back from becoming a better photographer. Uh, Now, the other thing is that you are holding yourself back um, when you're not using these tools, when you're not learning the updates. So for example, Lightroom just released a new update. This is probably about maybe a month ago at this point, uh, maybe three weeks where they talked about, uh, or rather they released a brand new feature that denoises your photos using AI. It's really comparable to some of the best denoisers in the industry such as Topaz uh, and DxO. Uh, I still think Topaz and DxO are a little bit better for the record, but that is a song for another time. I've got a YouTube video on that. I'll link it down below. You guys can check it out. Um, 
But anyways, you need to be learning those updates. So when Lightroom comes out with an update with new features, whether it be last year, the new feature was masking. That was a big thing. Um, this year it was that, um, that new denoise. Um, and then there's more than just Lightroom is getting updated. Software is like Photoshop. Uh, they just recently released the Photoshop beta edition, which I've kind of been testing out here and there. There's some really nice spot healing tools and stuff like that. So every time the software comes out with a big update, you should look at what that update has in it and really learn exactly what what's new you got to figure out what's new because there's going to be things that are going to make it easier you know uh, it's only becoming easier and easier to edit your photos um, and if you don't want to say easier you can say that we're only getting more tools to add to our tool belt you should be learning them all utilize all those tools at your disposal uh, in addition there's a lot of great plugins out there on the market today some of my favorites of course the topaz you guys know i love topaz if you followed me for long uh, the nick collection has some really nice things in their color effects that you can use as a plugin for lightroom photoshop on one luminar whatever you want uh, and then luminar also has some really nice effects and these are plugins that i'm using a lot of times kind of at the start of my photo i'm just throwing on like some kind of effect um, and on one even has some great effects too but like on one and luminar are two of the best in terms of the effects that they offer so of course this is just more money it's more expensive um, but if you already own those softwares even if you own an older version definitely dive in there and see what effects you can add to your photos because they can really help your photos to look really really nice um, and uh, some of these photo effects in like luminar and on one are as simple as just loading it in and throwing on a, a couple filter effects and loading it right back into lightroom or photoshop or wherever you edit your photos and continuing your edit uh, nick collection the color effects within nick collection is the same way so all some really great plugins so utilize as many tools as you can uh, at your disposal it is nice to be a one-trick pony and be able to just use lightroom or whatever it may be but it you really got to learn how to use more tools because they're it's only going to help you it's going to make things a easier and b it's going to allow you to do a lot more to your photos all right, so that right there is the number one habit that's holding you back from becoming a better photographer is not utilizing all the tools at your disposal. Now, number two is going to be that you're not shooting at the right time. I see this a lot with photographers that are either brand new or photographers that have just been shooting so long that they either just don't care or whatever. But if you're not shooting at the right time, you're literally holding yourself back from being a better photographer. Now, generally speaking, you're going to hear most landscape photographers tell you sunset and sunrise is when you want to shoot, which is true. Um, this is a great time to shoot, but it's not always the best. We're going to talk about that in just a second. When you're shooting at sunset and sunrise, though, there's a lot of landscape photographers that think that you just need to chase those good clouds when those good clouds are coming up uh, in the sky. And usually that's 20 minutes before sunrise and 20 minutes after sunset, roughly, give or take, depending on the day. However, um, I have found, and I used to think that too, a long time ago when I was, I mean, not that long ago, but, uh, when I was a newer photographer, um, I was always thought, okay, I'm going to show up right at sunset, be there perfect timing and the sun will go down and my photos will be great because the clouds will be lit up. Now I've actually found as I have kind of matured in photography is I actually like shooting like about an hour before sunset or an hour after sunrise when there's a little bit of light and it's really soft light and that light is flooding in because maybe there's a gap in the clouds or whatever. Um, and you're not going to get those colorful clouds, but you'll get the light on the landscape. And what I found is that the light on the landscape adds so, so much more dimension than having those nice clouds in the sky and a flat light on the foreground. 
it's always a bonus if you can get in a spot where your foreground is going to get some sunlight at the very end of the day, right at sunset. Like you can see the horizon because then you can get both the light on your foreground and in the clouds. That's kind of the best of the best. It's not always possible at every spot. Um, but the other thing I want to talk about is that a lot of times your stormy late afternoon light is going to be a great time to shoot. So I used to live up in Oregon in the Northwest where it was like rainy and foggy all day. Um, it, when the conditions were good, it was great for photography, um, but it was really hard to get good conditions. Uh, I've since moved down to Southern Utah now. I live kind of just outside Zion National Park. And I've found that in the late afternoon here, especially like right now, it's it's kind of the end of May now, and our monsoon season um, is kind of starting. I mean, not really yet, but we are getting some afternoon storms. I've seen a couple over the last few days, and those late afternoons are incredible for photography, let me just tell you. And uh, if you're in the Southwest, you can definitely get them anytime in the summer in the late afternoon. You have a pretty good chance. But there is other places, too, where you get some nice storms in the afternoon. And that provides not only some really great clouds, but those clouds that are breaking up because they're from fast-moving storms, they're going to allow the light to come through, and you're going to be able to capture some really great photos. Um, Understand that light makes all the difference in the world for your photos. Um, that light is just so incredibly important. Like I said, when I first started photography, I was just always a, I just want to get pink clouds and that'll be good. And I've realized as I've grown that like pink clouds don't get me excited. It's the sunlight that really gets me excited. Like the light is just so incredibly important for your photos. Keep that in mind. Um, the other thing that I wanted to note is, um, or at least tell you about, I guess, is so one time I was out shooting. Um, this is a quick story. I, I try and keep the stories to a minimum because I don't want to waste a lot of time here, but just kind of a proof is in the pudding thing for you. So I was out shooting in Colorado, shooting the Aspens out there uh, in this cool little mountain in the background. And on this particular night, it was really, um, it was stormy. Like there was rain going in and out and, and I showed up to the location about two hours early. I was just camping in my car and I was going to camp, uh, nearby where I was going to shoot. So it worked out well. I rolled up there early and made some dinner and I was up there and I was shooting photos and I was getting just some absolutely incredible photos about an hour and a half before sunset. And this was perfect because I was getting these nice dark moody clouds. And then a few minutes later, I got the sunlight striking this cloud that was like dropping rain uh, onto the mountain. And it was it was just incredible. It's hard to explain the photo, but the proof is uh, or the the concept here is what you have to understand is to get there early. There was photographers that showed up to shoot the sunset and they came at the time around sunset and the sunset sucked. It was seriously a waste. I had already gotten so many good shots. And when I saw the sunset was bad, I just bagged it. I went back to my car and got some sleep, got a little more sleep that night. And there was other photographers sitting out there that were really bummed that the conditions weren't good. Little did they know if they would have showed up two hours earlier, they would have gotten some incredible shots. So I know it's obviously not the most exciting thing. and It's not the most feasible for a lot of people to think that you're going to sit out there and wait. Um, but if you can show up just even an hour and a half to two hours before sunset, you give yourself a chance, especially on a cloudy day at getting some really nice light. So second habit that's holding you back from becoming a better photographer is that you're not shooting at the right time. All right. So number three is something that I think plagues a lot of like upper intermediate or even professional photographers. 
And it's the reason why they're not becoming any better than they were. Like you see people that are out there and they've been shooting for 30 years and it looks like in the last 15, they haven't gotten any better. And I'm definitely a huge supporter thinking that you can always get better. Like literally I will be shooting my whole life and I always expect to be taking better photos than I am right now. There's never, in my opinion, a spot where you're going to get to a place and you're going to like this is the end. You're never going to get any better. Now, of course, uh, it's kind of the 80, 20 rule. The first 80% of your learning is going to come in 20% of the time. And the last 20% is going to come in 80% of the time. Um, so you're not going to get better as fast, but anyways, the number three habit that I think is holding you back from becoming a better photographer is that you are not hungry to learn. You're not hungry to get better. Um, there's a lot of photographers that have gotten to a place where they are happy with their photos and they think they're in a good spot. Um, but you can literally always get better. I'm a huge, and one of the big reasons why I started this podcast is I'm a huge believer that there's literally something that you can learn from everybody out there. I can't tell you how many different photographers I've messaged about being on my podcast. And it's just been incredible to me. Um, how many people there are out there that I think we can always learn something from. So on the podcast, I always try and talk to people who might have an area of expertise that they can enlighten us, enlighten you, my listener and enlighten me as well, because like there's always something to learn. Um, and I think that if you aren't hungry to learn, there's obviously no way you're going to become a better photographer. Uh, the best photographers are always picking up new techniques. I will even admit that myself, I am buying tutorials from other photographers in the industry, um, who may or may not be more or less established than I am. Uh, obviously there's a lot of people more established and there's even some people that might be less established, you know, maybe they're just doing this part time and they just released their first tutorial and I like their photos. And I say, you know, I'm going to spring and buy that tutorial. Um, not that I don't, not that I think that their photos are necessarily better, um, but they have a different eye and they're going to do things a little differently. So by purchasing tutorials, you can add tools to your tool belt. And I'm just a huge, huge proponent, uh, or a huge supporter rather of just always buying new tutorials. Like Seriously, there's so many good tutorials out there. Of course, there is some bad ones, but talk to your friends, figure out what tutorials are good because there is so many good tutorials online um, and even watching on YouTube. Like I've been amazed at how much quality stuff I can find on YouTube. You guys should really just browse on there and always look for new stuff that you can add to your tool belt. Like I said, even if you think that your Milky Way edits are top notch and there might be someone that you think doesn't edit Milky Way quite as good, there's definitely something that they do well and they're going to do things differently than you. So watching their video, you're going to pick up on new stuff that's going to be like more tools to add to your tool belt. It's going to be make your photos just better by having a wider knowledge, seeing what other people are doing. And even a lot of times, even if you don't do anything that that tutorial is showing you how to do, you might be inspired by a certain way that they're doing something. And then you might reinvent the way that you're doing something to make it better. I know there's a lot of some things in there. Hopefully that all made sense. Um, but there, you just got to be hungry to learn. And of course, uh, if you are someone that's sitting out there and you are a beginner or like a amateur, or like intermediate photographer, uh, attending a workshop is seriously such a great way to learn. There's a lot of great workshops out there. Um, go to a workshop where the photographer is really focused on helping you learn. I've kind of learned after leading workshops for a while now that there's two kinds of workshops. There's a uh, workshop one, which is centered around getting you into some amazing locations 
and getting the shots for you. And these are going to be your kind of big group workshops where the photographer is going to say, you know, we're going to shoot here, line up, uh, do these settings and you're going to get your photo and you're, you can capture some amazing images that way. Cause that's a photographer that's going to bring you exactly to their spot and tell you exactly what to do. Now there's another kind of workshop, which is the workshop that I lead, which is kind of workshop B and those are the workshops where it's really centered around learning. Of course, you're still going to go to that great spot. You're still going to get that great shot, but the workshop is really focused on you being able to learn um, and become a better photographer. You would be surprised. There's actually a lot of photographers out there that don't care about becoming better. They just want to go to all the popular national parks and all the popular spots, and they just want to capture shots, and that's totally fine. Uh, but if you do want to learn and become a better photographer, attend a workshop with a workshop leader that really cares about you learning. Of course, my workshops, uh, I do that. I would love to help you learn. That's my biggest thing at my workshops. Um, but this isn't like a huge sales pitch for me. There's plenty of other great workshops out there where you can learn from the instructor and they're going to do everything they can to teach you. Uh, if you are looking at attending a workshop and it's not in a place where I offer a workshop, you're more than welcome to reach out to me via email. I've talked to a lot of my clients over the years. They've given me a lot of feedback over the years about which workshop instructors are really good. The ones that are really going to help you learn which ones aren't. So if you're looking for a particular workshop in a particular spot, I can help point you in the right direction if you are interested, but you got to be hungry to learn. That is habit. Number three is that you need to be hungry to learn if you want to become a better photographer. Now, habit number four that's holding you back from becoming a better photographer is that you are stuck with the wide angle lens on and your pants down when the sky is blue. So what I mean by this is, and I was the same way when I was a new photographer, is it is so, so hard to take that wide angle lens off because you have a beautiful scene in front of you and it just looks fantastic and you just want to capture that mountain with the lake, with the flowers, with the trees and the bees and the birds and whatever it is, you want to capture it all. Unfortunately, if you want to capture portfolio worthy shots, you're not going to be able to do it with your wide angle lens with a blue sky very easily, at least. Um, if you want to capture the portfolio worthy shots, you need to be willing to switch lens and switch composition. I think a lot of new photographers go out into the field with this, um, preconceived idea, I guess, of what scene they want to shoot. They've got their composition in mind and they go out and the, the composition just doesn't portray. So the sky is not right. The it's a blue sky or the light's not good or whatever it may be. And they stick to that composition because that's the shot they want to get. That's fine. If you just want to capture the wide angle scene, but if you want to capture those great portfolio worthy photos, you've got to be willing to pivot and to look for some of those smaller scenes. Now, I love shooting those small scenes. I think the telephoto lens has quickly became uh, my most used lens. It's so much easier to find great 
portfolio worthy shots on the telephoto lens when I can zoom in and I can really cut out a lot of the clutter. Uh, and I actually, um, a few weeks back, I think it was episode one. No, it was episode two. Uh, I did a podcast with David Thompson and we talked about finding small scenes. Uh, David is like seriously the master of shooting those small scenes, those intimates, those close-ups. And I talked to him about some ways that you can take better small scene photos. That podcast, and I think every podcast, but that one specifically is really worth a listen for you if you want to become a better photographer. Um, so do go listen to that one and see what you think, because you do not want to be stuck with a wide angle lens on. If you're the photographer that puts the wide angle lens on your camera, you never take it off and you just always shoot wide. I'm telling you, you are doing yourself a disservice. You're missing those portfolio shots. And I totally understand that there's a lot of you guys out there that say, you know what, Austin, I'm only going to visit this spot once. I want the wide angle shot. That is totally fine. Keep that wide angle lens on. I'm just telling you, if you want to become a better photographer, you will need to switch lenses. And I know there's a lot of you guys out there that might not care about becoming a better photographer. This doesn't apply to you. But if you want to become better, don't get stuck with your pants down and your wide angle lens on looking at the blue sky, capturing boring images that you're going to delete later. No point in shooting the photos if you're just going to delete them. So wait, um, put your wide angle lens on, wait for the light to hit just right, and you're going to come up with with a lot better shots. So that is habit number four that's holding you back from becoming a better photographer is that you're stuck with the wide angle lens on. Now, I really hope that all of these tips or habits, um, whatever, however you want to look at it, I hope it was helpful for you guys. These are four of the most common things that I see is an issue with people, especially people that are coming to my workshop, which generally the photographers that are signing up for my workshops are people that really want to get better these are the things that they that these are the biggest problems that they have uh, is these four things. And I don't want you guys to fall into that boat. Um, and I know there's a lot of different ways you can attack these problems, but, but just bringing them to light is something that is so incredibly helpful. Really hope that it was helpful for you guys. Like I said, please email me, shoot me a message on Instagram, on Facebook, on whatever it is. Let me know how you guys like this episode. Uh, I may do more solo episodes in the future. If you guys just absolutely hated it, you can't stand my voice, shoot me a DM and let me know that too. And I won't do more of these episodes in the future. I'm just, like I said, I'm trying to put out some content that is really incredibly helpful for you guys. It's important to me that it's helpful and that you guys are liking it. So please give me some feedback. Let me know. And of course, leave a review. Uh, it's really helpful for you in order to get my podcast rank boosted for you to leave some reviews. I know on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. I think on Spotify, you can as well. I don't know what else you guys are listening on, but anything you're listening on, leave me a positive review if this is helpful for you and you're liking it. Again, I want to thank you guys so much for checking out this episode on the Learn Landscape Photography Podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Monday. You guys have a great week. Bye-bye.